Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring voices in education. My name is Mike Haynes, and I'm the Director of Instructional Services at the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District. Today, it is my pleasure to be talking with Chef Nathan Bates, Food Service Director at the Boyne Falls Public School. Chef Nathan is a trained chef who is renowned for making homemade meals for students and staff every day, and was even recognized by Governor Whitmer as a school lunch hero. Chef Nathan, thank you for uh, talking with me today. My pleasure to be here. So you have been with the Boyne Falls Public Schools for about a decade. Before we get into some of the things that make your work in Boyne Falls unique, uh, I wonder if you could uh, share a little about your background and how you ended up doing this important work in northern Michigan. So I, I come from a restaurant background. I've worked in, uh, in restaurants since I was 13 years old, and um, the last tally my wife and I pulled together, I had worked in 30. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, about four of them experience. were great. Uh, the the rest were just jobs Um, I got a call from the school nurse here at the time Chris Worsler and she mentioned that they had received a farm to school grant and Mm -hmm. she was looking for someone that could implement that grant and get the the farm to table farm to cafeteria farm to institution ball rolling here and um, at at the time I, I hadn't been cooking for about a year and I thought this sounds very interesting to me, Um, and it uh, it seemed like an opportunity to feel rewarded and compensated by helping kids, which has turned out to be 100% correct. Yeah, and and sharing your art and creativity. Yeah, yes. So we all know that students learn better when they're well-nourished, eating healthy meals, um, and those things have been linked to higher grades, better memory, faster information processing. Yet I know that schools often struggle to find the resources needed to offer healthy meals that students want to eat. Uh, you seem to have cracked the code. How have you done that? Uh, I think it's, um, there's a personality trait and a, and a talent that you have to bring to it where you're, you're caring and um, you you won't put up with the things that a lot of schools serve. Sure. Uh, I, I believe um, uh, that... Standards. It, standards. Yeah. Uh, pride. If you serve a child food that is cared for, it mm-hmm. immediately translates to them that they too are cared for. Yeah. And they pick it up better than adults. Yeah. So you've done a lot of work with local farmers. Sure. Uh, can you talk about... So we work with any given time. Um, we're working on seven. Or, we're working with seven or eight grants that okay. I'm blessed to be in a, a district where the administration is very excited about uh, applying for those grants, doing their work, mm-hmm. so that I can do my work. Sure. Uh, and then those grants allow me to work with farmers, which I think we probably, if I tallied it up right now, I bet we'd be at 15, 16 farmers. Oh, gosh that we work with uh, any given time. And a lot of it comes right in the back door. No mainline <laughs> distributor, just a farmer comes wow. in the back door. So how do you set that up? I mean, how, how, what, what has to happen to make that work? The, obviously, the farmers want to sell their product at the highest price. Mm-hmm. The grants help us pay the highest okay. price. And the administration enables me, by writing those grants, to pay the farmer sure. what, what they're worth. Sure. And is Food Corps involved in that? Food Corps has been instrumental. We've done, I think, we, we maxed out on Food Corps last year. I think it's four or six years. I, uh, mm. Forgive me if I, I don't have that exactly correct. Um, food Corps was in here um, daily doing um, education in the classrooms, mm-hmm. education in the cafeteria. 
uh, and helping me facilitate uh, relationships with these farmers. Great. And the Groundwork Center. They're, they're Groundwork Center uh, was the administrator for Food Corps, and I've been with them for 10, almost 10 years now. Okay. Uh, couldn't have done it without them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, it's a tremendous organization that's really got their finger on the pulse of what these kids need mm-hmm. and how can we administrate that. Oftentimes there's so much administration that every, the, the result gets overlooked. Right, right, right. And in this case, they've really done a fantastic job of, right. of keeping their finger on the pulse. Now, you're providing meals for breakfast, lunch, and summer? Breakfast, lunch, and all summer, every summer. How does that summer work? Summer works. Uh, any child under 18 from any district, from okay. anywhere, can eat here wow. for free. Um, 18 and under. Uh, breakfast and lunch. Uh, it, it, it can be a real struggle because you, you, you'll, you know, my numbers will oscillate between 50 kids and 100 kids. And that's a big difference <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about making sandwiches yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that's paid for uh, through the federal SFSP, mm-hmm. Summer Food Service Program, um, and and it, it it's a tremendous resource for some of the kids in our area. The yeah. struggles we run into are we're a rural district, right? Right. I don't want any child to walk here mm-hmm. down the highway, <laughs> right. um, and the uh, uh, busing is not really feasible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've we've tried different ways. Uh, COVID actually changed up so much. As in everybody and in, in every facet of education, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but we would just have uh, families rolling up in the circle drive and we're putting That's food great. in their cars. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it actually seemed to work better. Yeah. <laughs> it was magical. I have to recall, you know, during the COVID era that uh, when we were really in the thick of it, that, um, you know, schools shifting to making, we found out how many students weren't able to have great meals. Sure. Uh, when they weren't at school. So sure. it was a, a great opportunity to, to help that. Sure. It was an introvert's dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so give me an example of a, maybe one of your favorite or one of the, the, your students' favorite meals that you serve here. Today, what I'll get back to is um, turkey pot pies. Okay. Uh, and my, my pride inserts itself when I think about where did I get these turkeys. Yeah. These turkeys came from a local farmer. Oh, great. Dirksen's Farm, down the road. It's not my favorite meal, but the kids eat it. Sure. Uh, the, uh, um, the, the, the farm is sustainable, free-range, walking mm-hmm. around birds that live like normal birds. That's great. Uh, and it's not a factory farm, pumped-up GMO mm-hmm. mess. And I'm pr- proud to give that to a child because right. even if they have three bites of it, the next turkey pot pie they have, if it's junk from you know <laughs> the grocery store... They're not going to recognize it, yeah. And they're going to be seeking that out. That's and great. I, I think that you know, like we touched on in the beginning, you're not going to you're not going to learn well or live well or love well unless you've eaten well. Mm-hmm. So give me what happens like when you get the turkey, for for example, is it all ready to go or do you have to do a lot of prep? With raw, raw frozen turkeys. Okay. And we take it from scratch. We cook from scratch, uh, probably. 80 to 90 percent of the time wow. so the turkeys there's pictures all over the internet of my turkeys yeah. on the cutting board you know covered in herbs and getting ready to roast um, i just made a chicken and turkey stock for the pot pie that went 24 hours overnight oh, wow. here in the school uh, and, and it's, 
it's, it's a process, but it's cooking. You're either yeah. cooking or you're not. Right. Yeah. So it's not the school lunch I remember. Not the square pizza. Or <laughs> no, the, we haven't had a square pizza in quite a while. <laughs> so what do students say about this? I mean, what, what feedback do you get from students? I would say 90% positive, but some kids want a square pizza. We, want, we don't have a, uh, uh, a third world level hunger mm-hmm. problem in our area, but we do have food insecurity. Yeah. And a lot of our children eat um, at the gas station. Sure. You know, yeah. so to, I just can't have that. Yeah. I, I don't want them to, and I much prefer to give them the best thing I could give them for the 45 minutes I'm with them. Right, right. Uh, this whole process started uh, almost 15 years ago. <clears throat> My wife was a parapro in another district, and she was trying to teach kids math and English, and she was having... Uh, a large struggle and I said well would you just ask them what they had for dinner last night yeah. and the answers I got back were so appalling that um, we started packing sandwiches in our home wow. so that she could bring them in to do her tutoring yeah. and, uh, and, and that just got the wheels turning in me like I've cooked rich food for rich people my whole life maybe I should be mm-hmm. done with that yeah. and, and uh, the, the kids have giving me a reason to get out of bed yeah so what a great purpose and, and if, exposing a young student to to great food as you said earlier it will help them discern good from bad down the road unhealthy from healthy down the road when you have kids asking you could we <laughs> could we please have hickama tomorrow you you think okay i might be winning this okay yeah, i'm winning yeah. this one with this kid <laughs> well hickama is a great example like what what is it i mean do you ever encounter a time when a student's not real sure about what you're oh abs- oh absolutely and how do you do with that um we're blessed in this district as well to have a very uh, progressive, cool preschool program. Mm. Uh, so by the time our kids come to me in, in kindergarten, when I get them, mm-hmm. they've already done the try it, taste it, touch yeah. it, smell it, lick it, throw it out or eat it. You yeah. know, They've already been through that because the, our, our, our uh, preschool director is... A dynamic individual, and he he does, just does a very good job around food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I went to high school. I I probably had um, two hundred hours of basketball instruction. Mm-hmm. I have probably played about three games of basketball since, <laughs> but I've eaten three times every day sure. for forty years. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so uh, to to preach good food. To provide good food, to uh, you know, uh, tell kids what it is, what it shouldn't be, what it should be. Yeah, that's it, super important. What I kind mean, of uh, hyper important? What kind of feedback do you get from parents? Positive. The um, what what you find is that the uh, the buy-in from the community in general, mm-hmm. the parents and is when when you're doing when you're trying to do something good mm-hmm. good people come out and try to help you do something good right and they right. do they really do i've had i've had old ladies i've never seen before in my life walk in the back door with a bushel of peppers oh, and great. say these are too spicy for my husband can you use them i'm like yeah that's <laughs> great use them, you know and and that's uh the community buy-in is huge sure you know, you're, you seem industrious, creative. You seem like the kind of person that's always looking for what's next. You know, what, what is next? What, do you have any plans to expand what you're doing, or do you have any things that you want, still want to try out? The, uh, the district is, is not maxed out. 
I want to um, uh, get our numbers up. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that again through preschool and food. We have parents that send our kids here for the food. Yeah. And um, uh, I want to I build that. Sure. You know, so that our, our numbers can come up. Um, uh, we've we've recently taken on someone to re- manage our hoop house and gardens because that yeah. used to be my job, mm-hmm. and I couldn't keep it up. Sure, you know, I got too busy. Uh, Sounds like it's a team effort. Oh, it's a it's a hundred percent. I have there's three aprons hanging on the wall in there that say Mrs. Pineda, our superintendent, mm-hmm. Mrs. Fenske, our Student success coordinator mm-hmm. and Mrs. Herman, our business director. Now, how many schools do you think you go to where your business director, your superintendent, and your student success coordinator show up in the cafeteria every day, pour right. milk, cut vegetables, spread peanut butter, do those kinds of things? It's it's a it's an amazing environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. And it sounds like well, you have to take some. You know, I'm sure you don't. You're humble. I, I can tell, but. Uh, certainly some credit is due to you for making it a place that people want to be and be a part of. I appreciate that sentiment. Yeah. Um, again, you you cook for pride, and then you get to a point in your life where you cook because someone needs something to eat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what your mom did. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and that that's kind of where I'm at. Well, Chef Nathan, I really appreciate the chance to talk talk with you for these few minutes and, and learn a little bit more about what you're doing here. It sounds like you've got a, a great purpose uh, in store here uh, for the students and staff and families in Boyne Falls and I applaud your work and I'm humbled by, by your uh, passion and creativity so thank you for doing what you do I appreciate that and, help, and thank you for helping us spread the word Great. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Education podcast please check out our archive for past episodes and remember the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop <laughs>